Hi, I'm Tracy Price, your Lord Mayor candidate. As your Lord Mayor, I will focus on ways to reduce the cost of living, provide more affordable housing and improve our public transport system. I will be standing up for the suburbs. We can make a difference. Send the LNP Council a message and let's get it right for Brisbane. Tracy Price is right for Brisbane. Vote one Tracy Price for Lord Mayor. Authorised by Kate Flanders, Level 1, 16 Peel Street, South Brisbane. Today, tech stocks tumble as the big miners soar. That's our main story. Also this morning, the pollies are back in Canberra and back to their usual tricks as the normal business resumes. The superannuation sector hits $3.4 trillion and the story of a little company wanting to make sure no one gets lost. It's Wednesday, the 24th of November, 2021. Welcome to Fear and Greed, the business podcast that sets you up for a successful day. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Morning, Michael. Then stay listening for Sean's chat to Jill Berry, the CEO and co-founder of AdaTree, about open banking. But first, Sean, as I mentioned, technology stocks were sold off pretty hard yesterday, with Afterpay at one point down more than 7%. What's that about? Well, Michael, it's a demonstration of how something can happen in Washington and have a very big impact on a country more than 15,000 miles away. As you said, the tech stocks on the ASX were sold off hard yesterday. Afterpay share price finished 5.4% lower, having been down 7%, as you said. WiseTech Global was down 6%, Xero was off 3.4%, and REA was 2.7% lower. And this on a day where every other company among the top 30, with the exception of Goldmine and Newcrest, rose. In fact, the overall bourse was up 0.8%. Why? Well, US President Joe Biden reappointed the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell for another four-year term, and investors believe that under Powell's leadership, the Fed will lift interest rates probably twice next year. That triggered a surge in bond yields, which isn't conducive to growth companies like tech stocks, and they were sold off hard. In fact, tech stocks on the ASX had their worst day yesterday in at least six months, with the overall index falling 3.5% incredible losses for the sector. Yeah, certainly was. Outside of that, though, there were some pretty big moves the other way. Sure was. Most other sectors, in fact, had a great day led by energy and materials companies. In the end, the S&P ASX 200, as I mentioned, finished up 0.8% at 7,410 points. Lots going on. Confirmation that Woodside would merge with BHP's petroleum business to create a $41 billion oil and gas producer, alongside the decision to give the go-ahead to Woodside's $16.5 billion LNG project, triggered a near 4% jump in Woodside's share price. BHP's share price ended up almost 4%, helped along by higher iron ore prices. The 4.5% rise in iron ore prices yesterday, though, doesn't fully explain the extraordinary 10% jump in Fortescue Metals share price. Rio Tinto's share price was up 3.7%. The banks also did well. ANZ led the way there, while toll road group Transurban outperformed. And the Reserve Bank was talking about whether low interest rates was encouraging the correct behaviour in the market. Yes, the Reserve Bank only speaks when it wants to send a message, and that's how I view yesterday. A senior central banker, Marion Kohler, warned that record low interest rates triggers search for yield. That can cause investors to pay more for risky assets, and as rates eventually rise, there could be a sharp correction in financial markets. It wasn't exactly a warning yesterday, more of an observation that the Reserve Bank is watching very closely. 
Very interesting, though, that they actually came out and said it. Yeah, sure is. And what happened in overseas markets overnight, Sean? Like Australia, tech stocks tumbled in the US overnight with the Nasdaq down 1.3% in early afternoon trading. The broad-based S&P 500 was also lower. Most European bourses also finished in the negative. US President Joe Biden said he was authorising the release of 50 million barrels of oil, that's about two and a half days' worth of US oil consumption, over the coming months in an effort to reduce energy prices. The goal was to put downward pressure on oil prices, but overnight they jumped more than 3%. Brent crude is trading back above 82 US dollars a barrel. Gold fell below 1800 US dollars an ounce, its lowest point in nearly three weeks, in part reflecting a stronger US dollar and also the likelihood of higher interest rates in the US next year. The Aussie dollar is trading at 72.2 US cents. And we'll be back in a moment with the rest of the day's business news. Hi, I'm Tracy Price, your Lord Mayor candidate. As your Lord Mayor, I will focus on ways to reduce the cost of living, provide more affordable housing, and improve our public transport system. I will be standing up for the suburbs. We can make a difference. Send the LNP Council a message and let's get it right for Brisbane. Tracy Price is right for Brisbane. Vote one, Tracy Price for Lord Mayor. Authorised by Kate Flanders, Level 1, 16 Peel Street, South Brisbane. Sean, there's plenty of stories around this morning. I reckon it's been a couple of years now since federal politicians have really taken aim at each other. COVID seemed to introduce a period of pretty remarkable bipartisanship across the aisle. But now that the worst of the pandemic seems to be over, the next election must be held within six months. It means the pollies in Canberra are back at it. They sure are. And I tell you what, I didn't miss it. Yesterday's question time included all sorts of things, a debate on the cost of living and which party would do a better job on keeping costs down. It's a totally ridiculous debate, given how low inflation is anyway, and the main increases in prices, petrol and power, actually reflect international factors, so the government can't really do much about it anyway. Defence Minister Peter Dutton accused opposition leader Anthony Albanese of being weak on national security. That followed claims by Labor Foreign Affairs spokesperson Penny Wong that the government was pushing too hard on a conflict with China and was using it as an election issue. There were claims around personal sledging and jobs for the boys. Labor tried to push the government on the split by anti-vaxxers within the coalition. And there were reports that moderate liberals are worried about the Prime Minister's new religious freedom bill, which he wants to introduce into Parliament within days. Now, some Libs fear it could weaken laws meant to guarantee equality and have raised whether the legislation could allow gay teachers to get sacked or gay students to be expelled from religious schools. So plenty going on. Oh, yes. And of course, Australia has a new Speaker of the House. Andrew Wallace, the Liberal member for the Queensland seat of Fisher, took the job yesterday. Okay, good luck to him. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show, Sean, superannuation, and the Prudential Regulator released the latest stats on the super sector yesterday, and it's now worth $3.4 trillion. Massive, isn't it? It's 7.5% higher than a year ago, reflecting the rebound in the share market mostly. What's really interesting is that super funds have been ploughing money into equities and away from safer investments such as cash and bonds. Investments in equities now make up more than 56% of all assets in default My Super products. 
That's the highest level since March 2014 and certainly demonstrates a confidence in the economic rebound. Now, funds are increasingly putting money into overseas equities, which has been a good decision over the past year or so. Offshore equities now account for $3 in every 10. Part of the problem for the local sector is that it's growing so fast and trustees need to put money somewhere. That's why offshore investments are more and more likely to grow. Now, this is an interesting one, Sean. There was a deal by one of the share market's smaller players yesterday. It might be small, but it certainly triggered plenty of intrigue. Yes, it's actually an app I use to keep an eye on my kids, Michael. It's called Life360. It's listed here, but based in San Francisco. And as many parents would know, it allows you to track people on your phone. So if you're wondering why your kids are late and not home, you can find out exactly where they are. Now, they don't necessarily like it. I do, though. It also includes driving safety, such as crash detection and roadside assistance and emergency assistance. Very helpful app, Michael. Mm. It has 34 million users, and yesterday Life360 said it will pay $282 million to buy a Silicon Valley company called Tile. Tile sells small hardware devices that can be attached to items such as wallets and keys, saves you from losing them. And Life360 earlier this year bought Gyabit, which makes location wearables for pets and kids. So Life360 now says it's a leader in locating people, pets and things. I like the idea. Listed two and a half years ago at an issue price of $4.79, it tumbled during the pandemic. Basically, people, pets and things weren't getting as lost during lockdowns, but it's rebounded. It's now trading at $13.50. Good on them. Yeah, absolutely. Great story. Now, Sean, what's the latest COVID news? A pretty tragic day yesterday in Victoria. Yes, it was. The state recorded 19 deaths from coronavirus yesterday, of which 17 were people that were unvaccinated. It was one of the worst daily death tolls yet. Case numbers were lower, though, at 827. New South Wales recorded 173 COVID-19 cases and two deaths. There were three cases in the Northern Territory. Australia has now delivered 38.6 million vaccine doses and nearly 92% of adults over the age of 16 have now had at least one jab and 85.5% are fully vaccinated. And finally, Michael, South Australia opened up its borders yesterday to New South Wales and Victorians. Okay, Sean, what's making headlines in today's news media? Well, the Financial Review is reporting that tens of thousands of Australians issued shares by their employer will be able to leave their jobs without facing a large tax bill under new rules being introduced this week. It's a particular problem for employees of startup companies who are given shares in lieu of pay but then find they've got a big tax bill when they leave the business. The Australian is reporting that the corporate regulator is expected to impose tighter controls on the ASX and open it to further competition following last year's trading outage. And the Australian is also reporting that some of the world's biggest investment banks, leading family offices in Australia's major financial institutions, have committed $300 million to the country's first impact investment fund focused on women and girls. Running through a few of the other stories around today, Link Group held its AGM yesterday and shareholders aren't too happy. Link has in front of it a $2.8 billion takeover offer from private equity group Carlyle. And yesterday, 63.3% of shareholders voted against Link's remuneration report. That is a serious protest vote. Sure is. Sure is. 
Kathmandu Chief Executive Officer Michael Daly warned that supply chain issues continue to challenge the company. One of the big bottlenecks is Vietnam, where footwear factories are only slowly ramping up production. Did you know, Michael, Vietnam now accounts for 10% of the world's footwear? That's five times the level of a decade ago and only second behind China. And in real numbers, that's 1.23 billion pairs of shoes each year. I did not know that, but now I do. Thank you, Sean. Staying in retail, the CEO of BAPCOR, the owner of Autobahn, Autopro and Burson Chains, will step down early next year. Daryl Abotomy has led the company since listing in 2014. Its share price fell 9% on the news yesterday. Michael, there are a few other notable ASX announcements yesterday. Software Group Technology One reported a solid profit and a higher dividend, but investors weren't happy and its share price fell 3%. The country's second largest gold miner, Northern Star Resources, said it would acquire Newmont's power business for $131 million. And Brickworks said sales momentum was improving in Australia, though it was facing some headwinds in North America. And just one more quick one for you, Sean. Yesterday morning, our interview was with Stephen Crisp, who's the boss of Racing and Sports, or RAS Technology. It listed on the ASX yesterday, and pleasingly for shareholders, It jumped 8% on opening and finished up 7%. I think that might be the fear and greed touch. I think so. I think so. Now, what's the key overseas news this morning? Chinese leader Xi Jinping yesterday condemned Australia's decision to buy nuclear power submarines from the US and the UK. He said making a peaceful home together was one of his five proposals for Southeast Asia and called for countries to pursue dialogue instead of confrontation and to build partnerships instead of alliances. China, of course, already has nuclear subs. Staying in that country, China's internet regulator will target celebrities, their lifestyles and their looks as Beijing tries to crack down on what it calls fan circle chaos. The Cyberspace Administration of China yesterday unveiled a series of measures including limiting the number of times celebrities and their associated work or products can appear on web pages restricting discussion of their daily lives and banning unofficial fan-managed online groups. And finally, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is looking at implementing new debt-to-income rules for home borrowers rather than introducing interest rate surfaceability tests as Australia has. The housing market in New Zealand is very hot, with homes among the most unaffordable in the OECD. Okay, up next is the daily interview. And today, Sean, you're talking to Jill Berry, the CEO and co-founder of AdaTree. Yes, we spoke all about open banking and how it puts competition back into the market. Potentially, this is one of the most consequential changes in financial services in many years. And Jill explains it very well. Yes, she certainly does. That's up next in the Fear and Greed playlist on your podcast platform or at fearandgreed.com.au. Thank you, Sean. Have a great day, Michael. It's Wednesday, the 24th of November, 2021. Make sure you're following the podcast. Find us online on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and sign up for our free daily newsletter at fearandgreed.com.au. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Tracy Price, your Lord Mayor candidate. As your Lord Mayor, I will focus on ways to reduce the cost of living, provide more affordable housing, and improve our public transport system. I will be standing up for the suburbs. We can make a difference. Send the LNP Council a message and let's get it right for Brisbane. Tracy Price is right for Brisbane. Vote one, Tracy Price for Lord Mayor. Authorised by Kate Flanders, Level 1, 16 Peel Street, South Brisbane.